Welcome to another episode of the Oddball Sports Podcast. All thoughts and opinions of all hosts are the thoughts and opinions of said host and do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the other hosts of podcast as a whole. Enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Oddball Sports. I know you've missed my beautiful voice. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Hansen, and I'm here today with Diane Addo and David Kofite. Our first topic for today has to do with the Ghana Premier League and some of the fixtures that are due to take place this week. This week sees match day 22 take place in the Ghana Premier League and Brekum Chelsea have been beaten at home by Wafa three goals to two in the Friday night game that was played in the Ghana Premier League. Some of the other fixtures for this weekend include 11 Wonders and Indiana Stars locking horns on Saturday at 3pm and then Legon Cities taking on the mighty Kumasi Asante Kotoko at 6pm on Saturday. Bechem United take on Inter Allies on Sunday at 3pm. Kinfazel will play Karela at 3pm on Sunday. Mediama will play Ebusia Dwarfs at 3 p.m. on Sunday, Elmina Sharks will play Ashanti Gold, Accra Great Olympics will play Liberty Professionals at 3 p.m. on Sunday, and to wrap up your Ghana Premier League weekend, Dreams FC will take on Accra Hatsufuk. Dave, what match are you most looking forward to and what new talking points do we have from the Ghana Premier League. Okay, so I think match day 22 sets up sets up nicely for for the weekend. I'm looking out for the Kotoko Legon Cities game. Um, Legon Cities themselves are surging for the past three games. They've been on some run of good form, and I mean Kotoko has not has also not been bad at all playing home or away. So it sets up to be a good game. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking out for the Mediama Ibusan Dwarves game because both of them are also playing some good football especially with Mediama. The first season wasn't too good for them but they are resurging. They are playing good game now and giving I mean the top four a potential winning run. So obviously there's pressure at the top to see them compete with the big guys Kotoko, Hearts and somewhat Karela as well. So I'm looking out for those games. Alright so, so the match I'm looking forward to is probably Dreams FC versus Accra Hatsufuk. Accra Hatsufuk currently find themselves sitting third on the Premier League table and Dreams is seventh so I feel that would be one of the big matches for the weekend and I just want to see whether another like talking point for this week is whether Midyama will continue their stay at the top of the league or whether they will drop points and see either Hearts or Kotoko pass them for first place. So the Ghana Premier League standings before we move on currently read Midyama on top with 36 points after 21 matches played. Santa Kotoko is second with 35 points. Accra Hatsufuk is third with on 34 points. Accra Great Olympics are fourth on 34 points. Pirelli United are fifth with 33 points. Wafa are sixth with with 32 points. Dreams are 7th with 31 points. Ashanti Gold is 8th with 30 points. Bechem United is 9th with 30 points and Indiana Stars are 10th with 30 points. We're just looking at the top 10 for now. Dave, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I think the only thing I would want to say is that I really like how the top 4 is shaping up. It's more or less like how La Liga is, is looking at the moment. So I, I definitely want to see some changes at the top after all the games are rounded up over the weekend. So obviously it should be a good weekend with some nice results coming in yeah so this week 
we saw the semi-final games in European competitions taking place. In the Europa League is where we will turn our attention to first. Arsenal travelled to Villarreal and lost 2-1 but grabbed what could prove to be a crucial away goal whilst Manchester United thumped Roma 6-2 at Old Trafford. So can you, I'll start with Diane. Diane, can you give us your thoughts on those two matches and do you think the teams that lost in these first legs can actually overturn their deficits okay well i think was it last week or the week before when we gave our predictions i said that what did i say i said that arsenal could beat valerian but i said it was like, it'll, it'll be a close game and that game arsenal are very messy all over the place i believe but kind of, i was rooting for them which is annoying and they do this to me when i'm rooting for them so never again but i feel the way they played if they play like that i think a lot of arsenal fans were upset that arteta was experimenting in a semi-final to that extent but i feel i still have hope in arsenal to bring it home and as for manu and roma i think it's a lost cause for roma manu have finished them so yeah well <laughs> so obviously it was it was a good night we we did not really i mean show up in the first half going down to one in the first half was was like we were not i mean going to come back in any way looking at how things were panning out because having roma score two goals away from home it was more or less like a long gone game for us but i think ole did something that he should be applauded for because to be able to come back from the first half and put up a performance like this tells us where he's taking United to and we need to support him in every way that we can. Definitely I think the game is I mean it's in our hands now to finish everything up wrap it up nicely in Rome next week. The Arsenal game of course I predicted that there's no way Arsenal was going to overcome Villarreal in any way. So the results that came in wasn't a surprise to me. United Emery knows the team very well and obviously he knew how to overcome them and that's what he did. And he also wrapped everything up next week. I mean, I don't see Arsenal coming back from the defeat. All right, first of all, you sound like a hater. But anyway, um, I can see Arsenal. <laughs> I can see Arsenal. Honestly, Arteta needs to get himself together. Or honestly, I can see myself and many other Arsenal fans turning on him. Yesterday is probably the biggest game left in our season and you play an experimental lineup and it wasn't until we went down to 10 men that things kind of changed in our favor because Bukayo Saka and a couple of other players decided to take the game by the scruff of the neck and do what they needed to do to spur the team to get that crucial away goal or what could be, at the end of the day prove to be a crucial away goal. Roma versus United I remember I, I checked out the score at halftime I saw Roma were up 2-1 and I, was, I got a bit excited because I remember I said I know it will be an all English final but I wouldn't be surprised if Roma overcame United. So when I saw it was 2-1 time, Roma leading 2-1 time, I was a bit excited but I was a also cautious because I know United are, have proven themselves to be com comeback kings in the league and in Europe this season. So seeing when they overturned it and made it 3-2, I was like, oh, if Roma can just keep it at 3-2, they've put themselves in a very good place going back home. And then United ended up putting six past Roma. And Roma are, to me, virtually out of the competition unless they have a 4-0 victory inside them when they play the second leg next week back in Rome. Moving on to the Champions League, we saw the two Champions League semifinals take place this week. On Tuesday night, Real Madrid hosted Chelsea and they played out 
a 1-1 draw with Chelsea claiming a crucial away goal for now. Man City travelled to PSG on Wednesday night and overcame the Parisians 2-1. Kylian Mbappe in particular for that Sec that second game, the PSG Man City game, was particularly anonymous and has been I think I don't want to say unfairly called out for it because he didn't show up, but honestly the way people are trying to chastise the poor the poor bloke has been pretty hard for me to take. But Diane, our resident Man City fan, what did you think of your team's result? I mean I predicted it, didn't I? I said we would win, so I'm happy with that. I think people are getting that. Mbappe because because of the whole argument where if you're considered to be one of the best in the world you show up in the big games and he didn't show up and we capitalised on that with our two away goals which I think I can confidently say I want to confidently say that these two away goals are huge for us and I think it's just like how do they say a step in the I think we're, I think we're actually almost there and if we perform how we perform in the second half then Man City and I feel it will be a Man City and Real Madrid final Wait so you you have um Robert Rudd overcoming Chelsea at Stanford Bridge to meet you in the yeah, final. Yeah, Chelsea are trash. Yeah, I've got, I've, I feel like Real Madrid's experience and team will overcome Chelsea. Obviously, the Champions League over the over last Tuesday and Wednesday gave us some chills. But I like the fact that both games, we will have to enjoy both games again in the second leg. Real Madrid, Chelsea, obviously it was a good game. Chelsea getting an away goal obviously means that they they have not so much to do. But then they need to protect that away goal if they are to make it to the final. Real Madrid, on the other hand, with experience, I see them overcoming Chelsea at the Stamford Bridge. The Man City-PSG game also showed, showed us that it is not always about experience and maturity. Obviously, PSG has been in the semi-final before so if if not for anything they know how to play it better than Man City but on the day they played a good game especially in the first half but for some reason they considered a goal out of nowhere from Kevin De Bruyne and it changed everything for them and now heading to the second leg what it means is that Kylian Mbappe is missing the second leg through calf injury we are told so if that happens obviously it takes something away from the game from Pochettino's setup I mean it will be giving him some headache as to how he should line up even though they have I mean some quality players to replace him and all but I think it's a it's a long gone game for Man City and I don't see PSG coming back from this okay I, I can see where you're coming from if Mbappe is truly out for the game if he's if Mbappe is truly out for the second leg against Man City I unless Neymar goes AWOL and like and plays the way he played in the first half of four ninety minutes where Man City couldn't contain him. I don't see PSG going through and Pochettino um to me in some ways he got his setup wrong I don't want to say got it wrong but the tactics in the second because it was perfect in the first half but the tactics in the second half it seems like the players were comfortable just sitting on the one nil and they let they let City grow in confidence back into the game. And as they conceded that first goal, like you said, Dave, it just led to them. Yeah, it just led to the City gaining more confidence and getting a foothold in the game. And they ended up taking it at the end of the day. And Idrissi Ganegay also has disciplinary issues that he's always had since we watched him back at Everton. And it seems like some things never change. Speaking of the Champions League, there will be a new Champions League format due to start in 2024 and run until at least 
2033. The new format will see the 36 clubs qualifying for an expanded first phase where all the clubs will play against 10 opponents of varying strengths. Yeah, this will result in a league table with the top eight qualifying for the knockout phase. So the next 16 will be going into the into a playoff for the eight remaining slots. Fans don't really like the format because the four extra spots for the system since they're expanding it from 32 to 36 will go to teams with the highest UEFA coefficient that did not qualify for the Champions League automatically. So let's say let's use this season as an example as Liverpool are not in the top 4 since they have high UEFA coefficients they would be grandfathered in essentially into the next Champions League. Let's that's the example. So I just want to find out your thoughts on this new Champions League format. I'll start with you Dave. I just want to, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Yeah, so you know when you said the Liverpool thing. So if a team is ahead of Liverpool, they won't yeah. qualify. It's Liverpool that will qualify. As long as, but, as long as if that team is in the top four, they would qualify. But like if they're fifth and yeah, let's but, say Liverpool is sixth or seventh, that yeah. team wouldn't qualify. But wouldn't Liverpool, it, would. Liverpool would? Okay. Yeah. Calm. Okay, so it's, it's a very interesting format. Um, obviously, I understand why some fans, coaches, football teams are not really not are not really happy with the whole format because of fixture schedule but then i think it's a very cool format it will allow the big teams to play each other most often and also have the bigger and um, small teams get enough playing time and all so i actually like the new format just that it will have the players playing a lot of games and that's where the worry is that yeah. comes a long way i can only see that the, the teams the coaches the players complaining over fixture schedule they will find a way of playing it and be good the only the only thing and, and also the only thing uh, i think is different from the whole thing is that also no. different from the whole thing is that it will, the, the group phase will be played in more or less like a league format so you have the whole teams in a place in a league format yeah all right those are interesting thoughts yeah i mean i agree with dave but it's refreshing and it's new but i feel like it's very it's, it's long-winded and obviously obviously there's been uproar about playing time and more playing more the players playing more games and stuff and i feel like there's also been uproar i've seen a lot of uproar on social media about how uefa has tried to be the the saints regarding the european super league and then they come to do this which some fans have deemed to be like not much different to super league where the bigger teams will be playing against the bigger teams more often and stuff like that but i feel i don't know I'm, it's kind of mixed where like the change is refreshing to see but it's drastic but I don't know. The game has to evolve, and I feel like they, they they're trying to do that periodically. Those are my thoughts. All right, I hear you on UEFA trying to fake act like they're the good guy when it comes yeah. against the European Super League because at the end of the day the European Super League was about bringing more money for the big teams and this new Champions League format is to do what to bring more money in <laughs> exactly for not only like I guess the difference is it's not only bringing money for the big teams but for UEFA and they will argue yeah. you, not just UEFA but the, the smaller clubs in smaller nations well, as well yeah. um, I guess it's different because there's there's merit involved where you still have to you still have to, you still have to qualify isn't it so of course like you still have, yeah, you have so to qualify there's, so there's still merit there but I, I I honestly I don't like it because I think the current format of the Champions League is perfect just keep it at 32 yeah I like it yeah. don't there's no need to dilute the product 
because the problem that caused the Super League is these big teams having to play some of these smaller teams in group stages and having to revenue share with them. And But UEFA mm. doesn't seem to care. They just keep saying, oh, we'll, we'll just make things bigger. Like, making things bigger is not always better. Like, a 40... Like, a 40... How many teams are going to be in the next World Cup? Is it not 48? Like... Not. It, that is... Like, it's the diluted version of what we've grown to... I'm in love. But we as fans will always complain and then we'll come back to end up watching it anyway. (laughs) Moving on to the rise and the fall of the European Super League. So on the rise and fall of the European Super League, in basically two and a half days, on Sunday, April 18th at 1pm, Martin Ziegler of the Times published a story saying that five English clubs have signed up to a 20 team European Super League. Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham Hotspurs were on board with only Manchester City who was part of the Big Six holding out. At 2pm reports start to emerge that City 2 are on board for a league that will have 15 permanent members including Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan with the 15 founder clubs sharing an initial 3.5 billion euros infrastructure grant and announced was expected at 9.30 p.m. At 5 p.m., fans start to react and Gary Neville blasts the Super League plans on Sky Sports News. He calls it pure greed and calls the owners imposters who have nothing to do with football in England. At 8.30 p.m., the government of the United Kingdom expresses its its displeasure over the plans, saying that the plans for a, a European Super League would be very damaging for football and we support the football authorities taking action. At 11 p.m., all clubs involved in the Super League start announcing their participation in the Super League, which was set to start in August. Fiorentino Perez will be the president with Agnelli and Ed Woodward serving as his two vice presidents. On Monday, April 19th, the fans continue to write and their displeasure towards their clubs online and in person through fan protests. They say the Chelsea Football Trust wrote, they say expect the unexpected, but today the CTS, our members and football supporters across the world have experienced the ultimate betrayal. At 9am, the Super League sends a letter to the presidents of FIFA and UEFA issuing notice of legal proceedings in European courts designed to block any sanctions the two governing bodies may try to enforce. At 9am, all club executives start leaving the European Club Association, the ECA, led by Edward Wood and Andrea Agnelli. Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich at 10am announced that they will not be a part of the new breakaway league, with RB Leipzig also joining them in that stance. PSG have not commented yet, but are also assumed to join the German clubs in not joining the European Super League. At 11am, players start to speak out, starting with Ander Herrera, saying he cannot remain silent about the project, while Mesut Ozil, Arsene Wenger, and Sir Alex Ferguson, two legendary managers of the in the game, also can start coming out to condemn the plans. The UEFA president, Alexander Serafin, condemns the disgraceful clubs and reiterates that players who participate in the new competition will not be allowed to represent the countries in the Euros and the World Cup. He hits out at Ed Woodward and Agnelli, calling them snakes, saying he did not know how close they were to them. The UK government comes out at 5pm on Monday and says they will do whatever it takes 
to stop English clubs from joining the new European Super League. Jurgen Klopp, speaking at 7pm before the Liverpool game against Leeds, says he does not like the idea of a Super League and he doesn't want to ha it to happen. James Milner agrees with his manager in the post-match interview, saying that he and the other players are against it. Leeds also, before the match, wore t-shirts telling teams if they want to the right to play in Europe's elite competitions, they have to earn it. At 9pm on Monday, April 19th, Perez, Fiorentino Perez appears on Spanish television saying that the Super League is here to save football. He adds that the clubs are on the edge of ruin, adding that by 2024, we're dead. He says matches in the Super League may be shorter and that everything he does is for the good of football, which is in a critical moment. At 10 a.m. on Tuesday, April 20th, Everton is the first club of the 14 other Premier League clubs to release a statement condemning the Super League, asking on the behalf of everyone associated with Everton that the proposals be immediately withdrawn. At 11 a.m., the first cracks start to appear as Chelsea and Man City start wavering about their support for the Super League. At 1.30, Man City manager Pep Guardiola voices his anger over the competition that his club has signed up for, saying it is not sport when the relation between effort and the success, the effort and reward does not exist. It is not a sport where success is already guaranteed, or is it not a sport when it does not matter where you lose? At 4 p.m., Chelsea fans start to gather outside of Stamford Bridge before their game against Brighton to protest the club's participation in the Super League. At 6 p.m., reports start to emerge that Chelsea is going to pull out of the Super League venture. At 7 p.m., Man City joins Chelsea in preparing to withdraw from the Super League. At 8 p.m., it is announced that Ed Woodward would step down as executive vice chairman of Manchester United at the end of the year 2021 as the project continues to collapse. Manchester City become the first club to officially announce they have formally enacted the procedures to withdraw from the group developing plans to create a European Super League. At 10.55pm, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United and Tottenham issue statements saying they are about to pull out. Arsenal go the furthest writing, we made a mistake and we apologize for it. We know it will take time to restore your faith in what what we are trying to achieve here at Arsenal. With rumors swirling that some Italian and Spanish clubs are also set to withdraw, the Super League issues a statement saying, the project is not abandoned, but time will be taken to reshape the project, essentially putting it on hold. At 12.45 a.m., Chelsea finally confirms the news in the statement saying, the plans for a breakaway Super League would not be in the best interests of the club, our supporters, or the wider football community. So that is how the European Super League came and went within two days. How do you guys think football would be if the Super League was actually allowed to go ahead? I feel like it would have been so divided. The whole Super League thing was so huge. I, I think I went down a whole rabbit hole watching videos and listening to um, people's opinions and stuff. But I just feel like they, the owners and wh or whoever were in charge just didn't think. Or maybe they, they didn't care about the backlash. Because I saw, I don't, I don't know his name, the guy on Sky Sports. Um, he said that he had inside information saying that the owners expected the backlash, but they just didn't care. But I, didn't, I don't think that they expected this much of a backlash from even important people in governments. Uh, it's just a, 
I've never seen such unity either um, between people so quickly. But I feel like football it would have been changed, obviously, forever. I don't know if it will happen, but they keep saying that they'll come back and they'll they'll try again. I'm not sure and when or if people will be ready for that big of a change where merit is not rewarded. It's just, let's say, big six or whoever, big, big 12 or whatever. I think also with that, with that point, I think people were just confused and annoyed about how those clubs could determine themselves as big six where like for example i'm gonna bash my team here but man city haven't won as many titles and stuff or like are not as established as clubs like let's say aston villa or something in the english league stuff like that where so it's obviously just about money and yeah so the game would have been changed forever to answer your question yeah i agree with you the game would have definitely been changed forever the big teams would have all the money and all the top players would probably end up flocking to the Super League because at the end of the day you can pay me enough money to say you know what forget World Cup man like I'd rather stack up my money in yeah. this short term because professional like being a professional athlete is a short term career you're not yeah. gonna play for you can't play a sport forever so I will take this bread and you know what forget my FIFA or UEFA eligibility like it felt like a war country. though I mean UEFA tried to make it a war and I guess yeah. at the end of the day fans didn't want it even though UEFA is still corrupt <sighs> yeah yeah we just went for the lesser of two evils so I felt like it was a bit harsh to at the players about the World Cup and all that stuff when I, I guess they were trying to get to the owners or whoever's in charge of the clubs by talking about the eligibility for the national team and stuff yeah that was but the I point it was very harsh. that was the whole point of yeah. it yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah Dave what are your thoughts yeah, so I mean the the Super League actually came it came at the wrong time. I feel even though Florentino Perez and his team looked like they have they had it all covered up and knew what they were doing. Football is played for the fans. Okay, so if if you've made plans on of coming up with something to make football look different, I mean, obviously you should you should you should have the plans and um, the fans at heart and plan for them as well. This whole this whole thing has gone down the drain because the fans rose up against it. Was huge outcry from all walks of the football fraternity kicking against the Super League thing, and it looked like. Florentino Perez still wanted this thing to happen, even in the in the midst of the chaos. I mean, he still does want it to happen. And I think, um, obviously, just like um, from 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 the look of things, even if it will happen, it will take some time because now it's it has left with um, the likes of Barcelona and his club Real Madrid, who haven't come out yet to 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 give us their stance on the whole thing. But the only thing I can say about this Super League is that it is money that has gone begging. Obviously, this if if this thing had gone ahead, all the clubs who are going to play in the Super League are going to earn so much. So much that at some point, you have all of them fighting for, if we have a world best player, they can all go for that player because they have the money for it. If you are going to earn four times than how much you are earning currently in the Champions League just for participating, obviously, you would want to choose the Super League. But... But I mean, there's 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 still time to look at it as Florentino Perez said and restructure the whole thing because if 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 they prepare it well and it looks rich, the fans will go for it. Who wouldn't want to see top top games being played week in week out? It will take some time, but I see I see I see this Super League thing coming up again for us to have a conversation around it some way somehow. 
Like, honestly, it'll probably end up happening again, especially if these American owners stay in charge of their clubs, like Arsenal, Liverpool, United, and Spurs, just because Spurs, once they hear money, their eyes light up, and they know it will let them continue being their cheap selves. But, and, it, like, the Super League essentially is an American franchise system, basically how American sports are run, but... Yeah, Dave, you wanted to say something before we move to the next topic? Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the funny part was when, I mean, like, we all got to know that if you, if you are playing the Super League, obviously, you're not allowed to participate in the World Cup and all. It was just funny, but um, later on, I mean, when Perez had that TV interview in Spain, he, he spoke about organizing their own World Cup for the teams participating in the in the Super League. I'm like, this man is so frustrated. Like, he wants to come up with something to cover up the shame. I mean, Perez, if, for those who know him, he has proven himself to be a man about business. Like, he doesn't really care what anyone thinks about him. As long as they'll make yeah, him money, it's yeah. All about it's about the pockets for him. Yeah, as long as it brings money, you know what? He can sell the soul of his club if it'll bring... If it means Madrid getting more money. But speaking about the ESL being an American franchise type system, let's take a look into the NBA. The NBA playoffs is a couple weeks away. All right, so the playoffs are scheduled to start on the 22nd of May. And there this year, there will be a play-in on the 18th through the 21st of May. The current playoff seedings look like this. The Utah Jazz are the one seed in the West. The Phoenix Suns are the two seed. The Clippers are the third seed right now. The Nuggets are the fourth seed. The Lakers are the fifth seed. The Dallas Mavericks are the, the Dallas Mavericks are the sixth seed. Portland Trailblazers seventh seed. The Memphis Grizzlies are the eighth seed. The San Antonio Spurs are the ninth seed, and the Golden State Warriors are the tenth seed. So how the play-in basically works, before I forget, let me quickly explain this: is teams in ranked for, um, based on record from seed 7 to 10 will play a play-in to get the final two playoff seeding. So 7 will play 8 and the winner of that 7-8 game will immediately get the 7 seed and then the loser will play the winner of the 9 versus 10 game and the winner of that game, that second game, will play, will become the eighth seed. So right now in the West, I mean the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn is the one seed, Philadelphia is the two seed, Milwaukee's the three seed, New York, the New York Knicks are the four seed, the Atlanta Hawks are the fifth seed, Boston Celtics are the sixth seed, Miami Heat are the seventh seed, the Charlotte Hornets are the eighth seed, the ninth seed currently are the Indiana Pacers, and the tenth seed are the Washington Wizards. So seeds one and two in both conferences do not know who they would play, who they could play yet because the plan hasn't happened but if the playoffs was to start today the four seed in the west the denver nuggets will play the los angeles lakers who are the fifth seed and will have home court advantage against them the third seed clippers if the playoffs was to start right now would play the six seed dallas mavericks in the west i mean the east the new york knicks who are the current four seed will play the fifth seed atlanta hawks if the players were to start today whilst milwaukee will play boston which we have seen in the past diane so if the playoffs were to start today what matchup were you looking for most forward to between denver um. between denver la new york Atlanta, the Clippers, Dallas, Milwaukee, Boston. Most looking forward to Denver. I think Denver and Lakers would be a nice matchup. Uh, Alright, Dave. Okay. But then I'm saying um I will go for the Mavericks Clippers game. I think it will be a good matchup if that should happen. Alright. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with both of you. The Diane, the 
rematch of the Western Conference Finals between Denver and LA would be fun. Yep. The, a recap of the first round last year, again, of the Clippers-Dallas would also be fun because Luka has become a better player, but the Clippers are set, are out for revenge and they want blood this year. But the matchup I would look at is um, Milwaukee-Boston. I Even though I have Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee will become this Boston team. It's teams with a bunch of superstars coming head-to-head to lock horns. The Denver-LA one has lost a bit of gloss because of Jamal Murray being injured. And then Dallas-Clippers, I to me, I don't know if I, you can rely on Porzingis, but the, all of them seem to be good matchups. And let's take a look at the play-in. The 9-10 game right now looks like it'll be between San Antonio and Golden State. Who do you have in that matchup out west? If I'm being optimistic, I have to say, I'll say Golden State. Same. Def- I will, I will yeah. tell you go for Golden State. Okay, let's look at the 9-10. I'll, I'll probably also go Golden State. Let's look at the 9-10 in the Eastern Conference, Indiana or the Washington Wizards. Uh, I'll say Wizards. I'd also go Wizards, not because they're they're my hometown team, so I'd always back them. Uh, I see. I'll go for the Wizards. All right. So the seven eight right now in the East is the Miami Heat or the Charlotte Hornets. Who do you, who do you have? That one is tough. I, wasn't there rumors <laughs> that uh, Melo's coming back? Melo so should Mello's be back. back. He yeah. should be, he be back soon. He should be Hornets. So I'll go Hornets. I'm going Miami. I can't count out the the team that made the NBA Finals last year. Mm. Same. Miami, Miami Heat would be my pick. All right, and then the, the last one is um, Portland-Memphis. Who do, you, who do you have? Portland. Portland for me. I'll go... I'll, I'll back my boy, Jarrah Moranti, even though it, I don't... I don't have that much hope, but I'm just going to back him because I, really? I, I want him to make the playoffs. Wow. I mean, it's good, yeah, but... Okay. All right, so <laughs> the fact of the day today... Actually, it's breaking news. LeBron... James is expected to play tonight against the Sacramento Kings. Oh, then I might watch the game today then. Um, after missing over a month with a high ankle sprain, LeBron James should be playing tonight for a Friday, April thirtieth. That's good news. Ag- against the Sacramento Kings for the Los Angeles Lakers. Back to the day today is the first official soccer game between two neighboring countries, Belgium and Netherlands, took place in nineteen oh five. The Dutch won 4-1 at the Olympic Stadium in Antwerp. Thank you for listening to another episode of Oddball Sports. It's been your host, Nana Mark Hansen, here with Diane Addo and David Kofite. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. You can follow us on Instagram at oddball underscore sport. That is the at sign O-D-D-B-A-L-L underscore sports S-P-O-R-T-S. On Twitter at oddball sports. That is the at sign O-D-D-B-A-L-L underscore S-P-R-T-S. On AudioMac and all other podcast streaming services by searching oddball sports podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Oddball Sports.